Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today's December 3rd. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying Haggai and then Zechariah chapters 1 through 3 and 7 through 14. But for now, let's finish up this week's Come Follow Me block, first of all by looking at our Advent scripture of the day and then jumping into Zephaniah. Our Advent scripture of the day comes from Mosiah chapter 16, verse 15. It says, Teach them that redemption cometh through Christ the Lord, who is the very eternal Father. Amen. I love this verse because I love the word redeem. I love studying the word redeem. It's one of my favorite words in the scriptures. I looked it up in the dictionary once years ago, and one of the definitions was to buy back. And I loved that answer. I loved the idea of being bought back and purchased by the Lord. And I was so happy with that definition that I stopped looking into the full meaning of the word. But look at some of these other definitions and think about what the atonement of Jesus Christ can do as it redeems us. Redeem can mean to free from distress or harm, to free from captivity by payment of ransom, to help overcome something detrimental, to release from blame or debt to make good, to make worthwhile, to retrieve. And then one of my favorites is to change for the better. The atonement of Jesus Christ, the redemption that Jesus Christ offers, has the ability to redeem us, to change us, to make us good, to retrieve us, to change us for the better, to pay our ransom and free us from distress and harm. Christ has redeemed us so that he can change us. And I'm grateful for my knowledge that Christ isn't just the Savior of the world, but also my personal Savior. I need his redemption. I need that change. I need his grace. And I love every opportunity that I have to study about him and his redemption to remind me of my great need for him. Okay, so let's jump back into the book of Zephaniah and finish it off. Now, if you'll remember yesterday, we talked about how Zephaniah is a dualistic prophecy. He's going to preach about the destruction that would immediately follow the destruction of Judah and the southern kingdom. Same destruction that Lehi prophesied of. He was most likely a contemporary with Zephaniah. But we learned through the rest of Zephaniah about this destruction. And the dualistic prophecy is that it teaches us about the destruction that will precede the second coming of Christ. We talked yesterday about the idea of Christ consuming all things, but how part of that consumption is that he can consume our souls, our hearts. We can be consumed by him and our faith. That idea of complete surrender to him allows us to be consumed by Christ. But these verses, these chapters are going to go on to describe some pretty honestly fearful things. The second coming of Jesus Christ, sometimes when we talk about it, it can sound so overwhelming, so fearful, so terrifying, that even though we should be looking to it with rejoicing and joy, it can sound really scary and it can be really difficult to hear. I don't know about you, but I spent so many years hearing people say, oh, I just can't wait for the second coming. Won't it be so great? And me thinking, oh my gosh, like that sounds really scary. It sounds like a really difficult time. And I think that we're kidding ourselves if we think that The scary, the hard, isn't going to affect the righteous as well as the unrighteous. We will live through those difficult things too. The difference is we will have hope in those things. We know what follows those things. And our faith carries us through those difficult things. So let's take a look at some scriptures that can help us feel more faith-filled 
rather than fear-filled at the second coming. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 13 says, The remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity nor speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Now, I love this scripture because it's talking specifically to the righteous of Israel. Notice it says the remnant of Israel and then talks about how righteous and good they'll be. These are those who are spared. These are the righteous that are spared. But listen to what it says. Even though they're experiencing the same things, even though they're witnessing the same destruction, it says they shall feed and lie down. I love that mental imagery. Think about wildlife. Think about predator and prey, right? Especially prey. They find their meal, they eat it, and then usually they get out of sight so that they don't become the meal next, right? But this idea that we'll be able to feast and then we'll be able to lie down without fear, without concern, without worry, that we'll have so much peace that we'll just be able to rest And then it says, and none shall make them afraid. My friends, that's the blessing of faith in Jesus Christ, especially in hard times. That faith in Jesus Christ carries us through the difficulty. It carries us through the fear. Not that we don't experience it, not that we're not seeing it, but the faith in Jesus Christ becomes more powerful than fear. Remember what President Monson used to teach, that faith and fear cannot coexist. So when fear begins to creep in, we do things to strengthen our faith so that we can find joy, so that we can find hope in the face of difficult things, in that face of opposition. Remember what the Lord says in Doctrine and Covenants section 38, if ye are prepared, ye shall not fear. So we prepare for the second coming of the Lord by increasing our faith in him and in his gospel. Listen to what Elder Uchtdorf once said. He said, we are the saints of the latter days. Inherent in our name is the commitment to look forward to the Savior's return and to prepare ourselves and the world to receive him. Therefore, let us serve God and our fellow men. Let us do this with a natural confidence, with humility, never looking down on any other religion or group of people. Brothers and sisters, we are charged with studying the word of God and heeding the voice of the Spirit that we may know the signs of the times and the signs of the coming of the Son of Man. Rather than dwelling on the immensity of our challenges, would it not be better to focus on the infinite greatness, goodness, and absolute power of our God, trusting Him and preparing with a joyful heart for the return of Jesus the Christ? I love that he says we should be preparing with a joyful heart for the return of the Savior. Not because it will necessarily be all sunshine and rainbows, even for members of the church, but because we look forward to what follows. We look forward to, as we talked about yesterday, our stumbling blocks being removed. And we look forward to the time that follows the Savior's second coming of peace, of righteousness, of goodness. A time where we can dwell with the Savior, learn from Him, grow, maybe raise our children in that righteous environment. It's my belief that that time, that beautiful, peaceful time is worth looking forward to, even if we know that getting there might not be the easiest thing in the world. And Zephaniah understood this well. Listen to what he says. He says, sing, O daughters of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. 
The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. He hath cast out thine enemies, the king of Israel. Even the Lord is in the midst of thee. Thou shall not see evil any more. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, at that time I will undo all that afflict thee, and I will save her that halteth, and gather her that was driven out. I will get them that praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. At that time I will bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth." When I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. Those blessings that the Lord promises, the blessings that he will save, that he will rejoice with us in joy, that we will rest in his love, that he will take the sorrowful and make them joyful, that he will take the afflicted and bless them and lift them up. My friends, this is what the Savior will do for us in the last day, but it's my belief that this is what the Savior can do for us now as we invite him into our lives with faith. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.